VIP Access with Aniko. Welcome to VIP Access. This is episode five of the second season of my amazing show that is featuring various artists and creatives from all over Africa. I'm currently in Nairobi, Kenya, and today I'm going to be talking to one of my favorite artists. She's a rapper, she's a singer, she's a dope songwriter. She's a very dope rapper. You know, you can put her to the test and she will not disappoint you. Okay. She's given us amazing EPs, including Don't Consume If The Seal Is Broken. You might know who I'm already talking about. Most recently, she released a collaboration album called Chonjo. Kwa hivyo tuko Chonjo sana hapa na wangeshi. sana. Karibu, how are you? I'm good. Lovely to be here. Great to have you. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? It's 2023. What's up? It's a new year. How was 2022 to you? How did the last year treat you? Wow, actually, um, 2023, actually, I just had my birthday. Oh. So now I'm at least a year older, which is, means I'm getting closer to a year I don't want to get to. But that's <laughs> Almost bad. 30. Almost 30. <laughs> Almost 30. I'm going to stop Doing saying that's for the third floor. <laughs> it looks nice, though. Guys say it's nice, I guess. It's, nice. it's nice. Like, you look back at um, when you're 20s and I feel, I don't know, I just feel like I got more confident in the 30s. Mm. There's a lot of BS that we take when you're 20s. There is a lot. And when you're approaching your 30s, you look back when you're like 22, 23, you're like, now I wouldn't do some of the things I did or I wouldn't be taking some of the nonsense I didn't have to take. <laughs> so I'm actually looking forward to that. But anyway, enough about my age. 22 was my comeback here, actually. I'd been out of music for, is it three or four years? I think it was four years. Mm. And I think 2022 is when I... I decided in 2021 I'm coming back. So I started working on the album then. Then 2022 was now the surprise, guys. I'm back. You had a strong comeback. Like, what? Mm. It was very visible and... Like, I said, you know, we, di we didn't see it coming, mm -hmm. but you warned us and you're like, yeah, me and Ska, we are about to release something. Yes. So how was that? Like coming together with Ska uh, from Cardinali yes. and, you know, releasing this album? Um, At first, it was it was just an idea I grew in my head for how I'm going to come back. And then when I approached him with the idea and he was just like, good, let's do it. Really? Yeah, it was really an easy thing. It was like one, two, three steps. We started working on it. We did, we took like two months. We used to go out of Nairobi to like a house where like now you can be creative for like a whole week. Mm. Created the album. We go back to Nairobi, go on with our businesses, come back for now one week, do the album. Mm. So it was a very organic um, preparation for the album. So I think like everything last year was just like tap, 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 tap without any roadblocks. Okay. Mm. And so when you hit up Sky, you're like, I want to do a collaboration album with you. Mm. Was it like, oh, that's so cool, or I, re I really love your style? Or <laughs> in terms of the chemistry, how did that come about? Or was it hard to, you know, get into each other's style? It's, a, it's not hard at all to get into each other's style. I think if he's the one style and my style that we can collaborate yes. with without having any problems, it's not yeah. hard. You don't have to, you do this, you do this, I don't want to do this. But it's just very, it's like... Everyone is just doing their Sugar thing. Sugar and water, yeah. And you create something. Sugar and water. Sugar and I water. love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Romantic rivals. Romantic rivals. Who even thought about that in the beginning? It's still part of the album process. So you see, when you're making an album, you make a bunch of songs. Yeah. And then we always knew, me and you personally, I said in the album, after we cardinally collabo, luckily I was part of a member of the group. Mm -hmm. So it was very easy for us to just come together one time in the studio, had the beats, started writing all of us, finished the song that same day. 
that's how Romantic Rivals came to be. And um, Nairobi Peng. Nairobi Peng, still part of the album. That's my jam. That's your jam. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I had the beats. Then I started writing it down and I sent the idea to him and he was just like, Kinikali, Twanyi. So it happened. Hey, you're a badass rapper. Like, respect you. to you, Angeshi. Respect. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So what happened? Like, during the three years break, like, what happened that you felt I need a little break out of the industry or... What happened for me to take the break? I was exhausted. Mm. Uh, the industry had exhausted me. Mm. And I had just finished uni also, okay. university. So I was in a big such a huge transition period and I wanted mm -hmm. to I really asked myself what else can I do in this world apart from music because this is exhausting me and I don't want to stay here because it's also killing my mental health a bit yeah. so that's when I decided let me go away quietly for one year it became two years became three years and then I started getting a bit bored because you know when God gives you a calling for something you never feel fulfilled in your life until you respond to that calling just to bug my ear every time. I'm just doing something. It's just like, Yo, you know, you're supposed to be doing music. And then even anywhere you go, you find a fan who's like serving you at a table. And then they're just like, Mono only talker. And I think I also got tired of being asked all the time. Mkwapi, uliendani, nini. So I'm just like, let me do this and let's speak people. Shut up. Mm -hmm. But then also let me do this for myself. So the break was for me to find more parts of me outside yeah. of music. So what were you actually doing like over the four years? Like what were your days like? Because people always ask artists like when you wake up, what do you do? I go mm. in the studio, I do interviews, mm. I do songwriting. Mm. But for an artist like you to be out of the game for four years, like what was your everyday like? So in the beginning, there was a lot of void days mm -hmm. then I got into like businesses that I do okay that are still supporting me right now fantastic um traveling I traveled a lot yeah I also <laughs> learned how to I'm trying to be a skydiver so I started doing my skydiving license oh yeah. that's so, so impressive thank wow mm. wow you're so cool <laughs> I'm taking a break from music because I'm going <laughs> skydiving. I love it. I did the skydiving, yeah. I love it. And then let's go back a little bit more, like the time we actually met. I think the time I saw you and met you and we talked was at Coke Studio. Oh, yeah. Where I was working as a publicist of the show and you had a special segment on Coke Studio when you also made another comeback. Mm. And that was just before you had got into a road accident. Do you remember that moment? Mm. Um, and do you remember that comeback? And do you remember that situation you're in when in an accident? Do you remember your state of mind? What was that period like for you? Ignorance is bliss. So during the time of mostly like in the hospital and recovery time, it was a lot of ignorance is bliss, just a peaceful state. So it was like a rebirth, like you're back to being a baby. Mm. So you don't have so many worries of the world. Yeah. Because your mom and everybody's taking care of you to feed you, to do everything. So it's just like it was a moment of I'm just trying to rebuild this body and just come back to where I'm going to be, watch TV. Literally, it was wake up, watch TV, eat, sleep, recover. Mm. That was it. So it was a moment of peace and quiet. Mm. And then like now coming back, the industry was now when the noise started happening and everything around that because you, they didn't enjoy the fact that it was more about the accident I was in then it was about the music. Mm. So I used to sort of dread being in such spaces because mm. Coke Studio was fun, yeah? Yeah. But I also felt like there was a lot of emphasis on what I had gone through. Yes. Mm. So for that time and period, I felt less of a musician and more of a victim of my circumstances. Okay, mm. I understand. Mm. And do you feel like you've now overcome 
You know, that so feeling? That, yeah. Okay. So that, that's have, why you disappear and then you come back and nobody has asked me that question until today. Mm. And so, you know, you're an artist who've overcome a lot of obstacles along um, your journey and in your career and so many other artists have other obstacles. Mm. At this very point in time, you're back in the industry. You have a collaborative album with Scar, which is doing quite well. Mm. I think before this interview started, you also told me that you're now taking into uh, distribution and you're distributing your own music. Mm -hmm. So could you tell me a little bit more about coming into your own and wanting to own more of your business mm. in, in music especially? You have to figure out a way to come into your own, especially when you get older. Because when I was younger, I think I gave too much power of myself to too many different people. Okay. So like when you come back and you're wondering, hey, where is this song that I did at this time? Why am I not getting the money from it? Mm. So somebody else had distributed it. Then you ask about another song, somebody else is distributing it. So just like there are too many people who have hands in my bank account that I can't even fill. Yeah. And you do your interview in the studio. Yeah. So that was my main problem. So it was just like a day I sat down, I wrote so many emails to everybody asking them back for the songs. How much payment has been made to you guys that hasn't been made to me? And literally in December, I got a check from one of the people who sent it back. And I told him, take it off, return it back to me. And now I redistribute it. So it's just, there's a power in owning your own things because you see it as, this is an asset that I have, that even when I stop making music, I'm still always going to get this distribution check in. Mm. Distributing yourself has its upsides and also its downsides to it because you, the company will come and send, will send your song to America, UK, Germany, you'll be everywhere. But if I'm everywhere and that I'm not feeling it myself, What's the need for that? Yeah. So would I rather stay in my bubble that I've created where I own it? Mm -hmm. Or do I give this power to somebody else and I don't feel it? So I think I need to find the midpoint of like a good agreement where yeah. it's just like you can still take me out. Yes. But I'm still the one running the show on yeah. the side. Yeah. And in terms of other aspects of your career, you know, day-to-day -day management, mm. PR, the branding, mm. the production for the songs and videos, mm. what kind of assistance are you getting? And do you have a team now mm. or people you're working with who you can trust? Um, luckily, I've been here for 10 years. So if I was trying to do what I'm doing right now before, I wouldn't be able to get myself to the places I am in right now. But to answer that question, I do have a team, but it's a small team. Literally, you could come to my team with like three fingers, one, two, three people. Mm. And though I now understand the things I need to do. Mm. So PR, of course, I can't do my own PR. Mm. So somebody has to do that. But the table discussions, I am there. Because if I know how to do the same discussions in my businesses, how hard is it for me to do it in music mm. and say some things? But there are guys who are helping me out. So I'm building my team as I'm moving, not team first and we move. It's, okay, guys, me, I'm moving. So who's who's jumping on this thing and who's, who can do these things for me right. as we're going? I feel like you're the queen of mixtapes and EPs because, you know, you're such a, a, a like accomplished artist, but mm. you didn't even have an album until Chonjo. Mm. And you haven't, like, set, put out a record and said, this is my album. It's mm. like, this is my mixtape, this is my EP. This my so what's up with the mixtapes and EPs? Like, what makes you brand uh, Don't Consume? If the seal is broken as a mixtape and not an album, like, what's the difference for you? That is actually true. And that's why this year I'm working on my own solo one. Mm. So before the end of this year, I'll have my own solo album. Because I also saw, I, I've seen the same thing you saw. I'm just like, I need an album now that's just like Wangeshi. Yeah. But EP's mixtape, when I was starting off, you started with a mixtape if you're a rapper. So okay. the guys here, you know rappers are mixtape people. Yes. 
EP just basically means a definition. So if you put out a number of songs that's less than, I think it's seven. Yeah. It automatically is registered as an EP. Mm-hmm. If it's more than seven, it's an album. So I think it's just the number of songs that I choose. Mm. Yeah. Okay. The new album mm. or the upcoming album, do you already have a concept for it? Do you know who you want to work on the album with? And do you think it's going to come out in 2023? Oh, it has to come out in 2023. <laughs> it has to. It's not the way it's oh gonna happen. God, Rangeshi is releasing an album in 2023. Yes. You had it right here on VIP Access. That's like an exclusive. That is an exclusive. The concept is in my mind. So I started the concept in my mind. And then I'm going to start working on it next week, actually. So you've actually come at the right time. So next, next week is when I'm going on my vacation out of Nairobi. And then I just sit down by myself and write the music. I got the name of the album last week you even had the yeah. name i got the name oh. came god gave it <laughs> and then, i said you started 2023 so nicely you must run mm. that's amazing that's amazing okay. and, you know as a rapper who are the other artists or rappers or individuals who inspired you to be who you are or who you listen to back then or even now i think my biggest inspiration back then was nazizi I only say I wouldn't have started music if I didn't start listening. If I didn't hear Nazizi first saying, Mama, Mama, I take a cool rap. And I was just like, who's this cool babe? And then I just said, I want to be like this cool babe. So I used to like perform her songs in assembly. Then she stopped wow. by trying. I was just like, now let's write our own. So now that's when I started like doing my own writing. So as a child, it was Nazizi. As I've grown bigger and I'd say my biggest inspiration right now, <laughs> it seems I really study her nowadays. I see. Yeah. And um, what kind of music do you listen to? Apart from rap music, mm-hmm. I actually don't listen to that much music. Really? Well, weirdly enough, because guys just be like, which new song has come out? I'm just like, I don't know new music, by the way. If I'm writing, I'm listening to beats. If I'm not writing, I'm mostly replaying things I've had before. So I'm listening to albums that I really liked. But straight now, if I'm, in a, if I'm just chilling with my homies, but I really like I'm a piano. And when you get into the studio... What's your writing process like or how do you then work with a um, producer? I start with the beats I can accumulate mm. and then I write to those ones. So if, can, if I accumulate like 10 beats, probably they're going to be like two inside there that inspire me. Uh. So it's a lot of throw away, take this one, throw away, take this one, throw away. Then after I've written them quietly by myself and now I go to the producer and now he helps me translate it into music. Mm. And then... I do the same process again, listen again to many, write, go back there, translate. And do you write your lyrics or rap that you want to put on the track or sometimes are you freestyling in the studio? It's really rare for me to freestyle actually. So I come with everything written down. Mm. My freestyles are most like the ad libs or like the end parts, the beginning. Mm. But the source material, the main parts is me having already done it before. Mm-hmm. Then I let the other sides just come as a freestyle. Yeah. Yeah, all the melodies. You know, you are a very unique rapper, I will say. Mm. If if I if I miss this, you can correct me. Mm. But I've never really heard that you had like a major beef with some other rappers or some other people. Did you have any beef with any rappers or how have you maintained to still be a relevant rapper without that? Because sometimes I feel like in the rap game, it's important to have that or to have some sort of Propaganda. Some sort of rivals. Mm. <laughs> um, thank to God that I don't have to do that for my career, by the way. My career is a very smooth sailing one. It's just come write music and then they don't have to do propaganda or stuff like that. But beef, 
When I was younger, I'd say some people would try to make me have beef with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I'd put that in person as, let's say, Femi one. Because mm-hmm. literally, when we came back to, she called me for the song Lip Service. Yes. And you know, when we actually sat down and talked, she was just like, why weren't we homies then? And then it's funny in the industry when certain people say things about you and mm. other people. Mm. Sometimes even it makes you drift away from that person. Mm. So it seems like you have beef, but you don't have beef because I don't need to reach out to them because they haven't spoken to me. Exactly. It's a standoff. Who's going to talk to who first? Because right now we are literally friends. And so beef, that would be the main person somebody put me with beef with mm-hmm. long time ago. But right now you can't even, because it's just like, we're two women who have been here for 10 years plus, mm-hmm. who are leading our game. Why be rivals when we could get more as being together? Because mm-hmm. we started together, Ligiso. Yes. On yes. the same couches, just rapping as yes. young babies over there, 17 year olds. Now we're grown up. So put the supposed beef aside and twendele. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really nice. Um, and mature, mm. um, and I love lip service. So the last thing I maybe want to ask you is, what kind of advice would you give to wannabe rappers? I'd say what you need most is an understanding of your skill. Your skill, not anybody else's skill, your skill. You need the right producer by your side, always the right producer by your side. You need somebody who you can trust to tell you if what you've made is shit, or what you've made is nice. You need the look. You need the look of a rapper. Because I know guys really like, and I'm talking to the guys right now, guys like this whole t-shirt and me jeans to know me come through, blah, blah, blah. Figure out your style. That's your style, not anybody else's style. You know, it's going to be a long-term process and you're not going to get an immediate gratification of your work mm-hmm. and that shouldn't stop you from moving on forward. So it takes time, but it's worth the trip. Wow. Amazing. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You guys have gotten some lessons and tips from mm-hmm. Mangeshi. If you want to get into rap, if you want to get into music, some of the advice actually works across board. Like mm-hmm. if you if you want to be an artist, like you just need to figure out what's your identity, what's your look, what's your swag. Mm-hmm. Not like dressing like this because somebody else, mm-hmm. but I think what's going to make you stand out is just being authentically you. Just being- and this is one thing I'm always talking to artists about but I feel like it hits different when an artist is telling the artist Mm. so thank you so much for giving um, that advice I want to thank you for being here on VIP Access thank you Pabi it's such an honor to have you here I think you're so dope Mm. I think we haven't spoken in a very long time ever since I don't know. Cook studio. Yes, his cook studio. Looks like you even taller than I thought. George, you're a stallion. (laughs) I I love a stallion. You're a stallion. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So all the best. Thank you. With this new album, with, um, you know, the album that you already released with Car, I'm sure other songs, you know, will keep doing better this year. Maybe there are other singles and videos you guys are going to drop for us. Mm. We're looking forward. And maybe just the last message you want to give to your fans and what you want to tell them. I'm not going anywhere again. I'm back for real. And there's more music <laughs> to come this year for sure. More great music, actually. I mean, a really great writing space right now. That's mm. amazing. Thank you so much, Wangeshi. That's where we're wrapping up VIP Access this week. I promise to you, I'm only going to be bringing you the best of the best. Stick around. Next week, we're going to have another dope artist that you want to listen to. VIP Access with Aniko.